The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Good morning, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Ah, my uh, last show on the road, and if you're wondering why I'm wearing something long-sleeved in the, the middle of the summertime... I'm up in a place known as Silverthorne, Colorado, which is in the middle of the Rockies, and it's cold here. Oh, my God. It's like 60 degrees, which I'm sure for our Canadian listeners is probably nothing. That's 60 degrees Fahrenheit, okay? Not, not centigrade. Um, and it, it, it's chilly, but it's beautiful here. The mountains, the trees, the nature, Oh, and it's you know, I, I'm taking this break because, you know, New York kind of gets to you sometimes with all the sirens and the noise and the pollution and smog and everything. So uh, I'm out here for a little while. This is my last show. I'm returning back to New York uh, on the weekend. So starting next week, I'll be back. You'll see me with my big microphone and everything. So my guest today... I can't wait to bring my guest on. Surprise guest. Um, last minute fill-in, but she's not going to be here until halfway through the show. So, of course, you know what that means. We need to get started with our uh, uh, little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. And so let, let's get started with that. And so today, this section of my book is entitled, Being a Responsible Human means being responsible to life itself. Responsibility is a word that gets a lot of use. We are responsible to our shareholders, our customers, our family, our society. We are responsible to provide value, to contribute, to be productive. We are also responsible for being honest, having integrity, and being true to ourselves. Ultimately, though, our greatest responsibility is to life. We are responsible for supporting life and being supported by life. We are responsible to the planet and all the various forms of life on the planet. We are responsible for feeding ourselves, not just our body, but our spirit, our soul, our essence. We are also responsible for the energy we bring with us throughout the day. Are we cheerful or depressed? Are we focused on solutions or problems? Are we supportive of those around us or only concerned about ourselves? That said, there's a lot of responsibility to go around. And it's not all ours. But what is ours, however, is no one else's. Let's be a bit more responsible to life and a little less responsible for harming others. Where can you be responsible to yourself and not others? 
So this section of my book I wrote um, because I heard someone talking about responsibility and, uh, and, and uh, oh, we have responsibility to our shareholders. We have responsibility for this, for that. And I thought, yeah, okay, there's that kind of responsibility, but there's a greater responsibility. What about our responsibility for taking care of our planet? What about our responsibility for being good citizens of the world, not just our town, our city, or our country? And what about our responsibility to ourselves? I I, I find it so funny that we're so quick to pay attention to our responsibility to other people and not the responsibility to ourselves. How often are we responsible to ourselves, to our bodies, to our souls, to our spirit, to our emotional state, to our mental state. It's really quite interesting because society likes to pressure individuals to do what's best for society and not necessarily what's best for the individual by using this term responsibility. And there are many responsibilities. And I guess what I'm trying to impart this week and what I would like you all to to think about and consider is not just your responsibility to your customers, to other people, to your family, to, to your friends, your neighbors. what about your responsibility to yourself? What about your responsibility to the planet? I have to admit that lately I've been becoming more and more concerned with what's going on with our environment, with the ecology, with the atmosphere. And For years, I've heard people saying all kinds of excuses to why we we shouldn't change the way we live. Oh, it's just a geological thing. Oh, people are making it up. Oh, this is, you know, this is nonsense. People just using it as an excuse to control us. Well, you know. I'm sorry to say, and I will debate anybody on this, it is not a lie. What's going on with this planet, the way we as human beings are affecting what's going on around us is evident. It's like you cannot deny the evidence that's right in front of you. Just the extreme temperatures, the the fact that I live in New York City, and for the first time, I had smoke in New York City from Canadian wildfires. That's never happened before in my lifetime. I don't think that's ever happened in anybody's lifetime. And now there's wildfires on Maui. I just read about this morning in Hawaii. I mean, one of the most lush tropical places in the United States and because of of the drought they've been having because of the change in in the atmosphere and the climate. I'm sorry. You have got to be a freaking idiot. If you're still saying, Oh, there's no such thing as climate change. Oh, this is all a, a plot for people to control you. Wake up. We've got to wake up and we've got to demand from our leaders, from our representatives to do something about this. And the doing something about this is not the 
it, it, it's not the greenwashing. It's not the let's give tax incentives, uh, you know, let's give tax credits and, and get, allow people to buy the, the carbon credits. No, this is nonsense. We're the most advanced technological civilization of recorded history. We can come up with better ways. We can come up with better solutions. We do not have to be so reliant on oil and plastics. We do not have to be so reliant on things that pollute the environment. And look, even if you can't agree that this is affecting the climate, look at what it does to the environment. By producing things that are toxic, we're just making the environment more uh, 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 toxic to ourselves. Humanity, humans are the only creatures on this planet that actually make the environment hostile for themselves to live in. And this can't go on. Now, look, in my lifetime, you know, things, am I going to be able to survive? Yeah, sure. But I have nieces and nephews. I don't have children myself, but I have relatives. There were kids being born every day. What about our responsibility to our descendants, to our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, their grandchildren? Look, it's not going to be convenient. It's not going to be easy. But if we don't step up, and take responsibility for our choices, for how we choose to spend our money, to how we choose to live our life, and the example that we're setting for others, if we do not take full responsibility and use our voices to demand change, we are headed down a path That is only going to make things more challenging, more difficult, literally more difficult to survive. We are just barely beginning to see the effects of climate change. There is so much more heading our way. And I just pray to the universe, to God, to whatever you want to call it, to spirit that enough people wake up on this planet before it's too late. Because what are we going to do once we've polluted the oceans so much that life can't live in the oceans? What are we going to do when the environment is so hostile you can't go outside? What are we going to do when the very things that we need to survive can no longer be grown. What are we going to do? And I'm really speaking to the young people who listen to my show, that if you don't like the way your elders are doing things, it's time for you to step up. It's time for you to help make a change happen. Don't leave it to others. It's our responsibility to ourselves. And this is what this whole section of my book is about. It's our responsibility to ourselves to see the situation clearly, to look around us, and to do something about it, to not leave it for someone else to do. It is our responsibility. It is our need for ourselves. Now look, you know, are are we going to put big oil out of business? Of course not. But the more we make choices to use less plastic, to stop supporting companies that do not have a socially responsible uh, commitment 
to vote with our wallets and with our votes to support people and organizations who are about helping to change things. It is up to us. There is no one else. If you're listening to this show, if you're a more conscious individual, and I know I'm probably mostly speaking to the choir, I know that most of my amazing listeners, like, like I know your heart is with me. But are we having those hard conversations with our friends, with our relatives, with our business associates? Are we letting people know that, hey, this is something that's important? Look, I, I, I'm not saying I have all the answers. I don't need to have all the answers. There are millions of smart people who are way smarter than I am out there who can figure out how to change things, what we need to do. We just have to be willing to support them to step up for them. We just have to say yes to our responsibility to life itself. You know, I saw something the other day. It said something like 250 species of animal are going extinct every single day. And I bet you we don't even know what most of those species are. So before it's too late for us, before we go extinct, there is something we can do about it. I'm a big believer in magic and miracles, but magic and miracles takes energy, takes belief. And and the, the more we put our action behind our belief, the stronger our belief comes. So, I'm begging, I'm begging you, my listeners, to take this seriously. And don't take my word for it. Investigate it for yourself. But don't reject the claims of scientists just because it happens to be a little inconvenient or doesn't agree with what you happen to believe in. Take a look around you. Take a look at what's happening in the world. Believe me, the more you look into it, the more shocked you will be. So, enough of my ranting. That's my section of the book. Being a responsible human means being responsible to life itself. What does that mean to you? I hope, I pray, this wakes up a little something within you. So, of course, that's from my book, Everyday Awakening. Please go to your local bookstore. And if they don't have a copy, ask them to order it for you. All right. So when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to start talking about our topic for the day, which is leadership in the workplace. And when when my guest, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to wait till she comes on. When my guest shows up, we're going to dig deep into it. And uh, we're going to see what does it really mean to have leadership in the workplace. So thank you all for listening. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we will be right back in just a moment. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, thank you for indulging me on my rant on the first segment of the show. Um, let's let's start talking about and and when my guest comes on, we'll, we'll we'll take the conversation to an even deeper place about leadership in the workplace. And uh, you know, my loyal listeners know I'm an entrepreneur. I, I, I work with entrepreneurs. I don't often talk that much about you know, working in companies, working in organizations. Um, I'm, I guess I'm more of an individualist in some ways. Um, but I think it's time to have a little bit of a conversation about leadership in the workplace. Now, look, I worked for nine years in corporate before I became an entrepreneur. And I'm, I've seen it. I've been there. I, I know about the corporate politics. I know how challenging it can be. I can, I know how soul crushing sometimes, uh, the environment can be in corporations. Yet today, more than ever before, the opportunity for leadership in the workplace is tremendous. Indeed, we're, we're seeing so many changes in the workplace, in life itself, and how business is being done. And when I'm talking about leadership in the workplace, I'm not talking about the leaders. I'm talking about you as the individual, what you do in the workplace. Because anybody can be a leader. Anyone can step up. I know in some places it's not encouraged. I know in some places if if you're not a VP or if you're not a, in charge of a team, it may not feel like you're in any position to be a leader, but but you are. You are. Because look, what are companies? What are organizations? There are groups of people that come together for a common cause. Now, I know some of you out there may be, hey, look, I'm just got this job. It just, it's paying the bills. It's not my passion. Maybe. But why are you at that job than a different job? Oh, it pays better. Yeah, but I'm sure there are other jobs that pay just as well that you could have gotten that you didn't get or you didn't see 
or you weren't attracted to. If you're in a certain place, doing a certain job, it's because there's something energetically that drew you there. There's something for you to contribute. There's something for you to to have an effect there. And look, I, I know there can be challenging coworkers, challenging bosses. I've been there. I worked for a year at a company where I, I, well, when I first got there, I liked it, but then I got reorganized under somebody else and I totally didn't trust this guy. You could tell this was the kind of guy who was like playing the politics, moving up in the ranks, and he would step on you in a moment's notice if it would help him. And I'm like, I can't stay here. There's no way. This is not the environment. And I was out of there. It was a lesson for me, though. It's a lesson in discernment. But if you've been at your job, if, if you're an employee and you've been there for a while, there's something keeping you there. And if you've been there for a while, there is an opportunity for you to be a leader. And you're like, Sam, but I, I, all I do is this. I don't have much responsibility. How can I be a leader? You can be a leader with how you show up. Are you encouraging to those around you, even when people aren't encouraging to you? Are you allowing that whatever negativity might be there to affect your, your, your own energy that then you start being more negative and you just contribute to the lack of morale, to the challenges in the workplace? You see, we all can be leaders. We're leaders with our presence. Are you the kind of person that when you walk into the room, people are like, oh, look, John's here, or Jane is here, or George is here. And like they're, they're just happy that you're around? Or are you the kind of person that maybe they don't even notice you when you enter the room? Or maybe they notice you, but they don't want to have anything to do with you. True leadership is in how we show up in the world. It's in the difference we make every minute of every day. Do we have a kind word for somebody? Do they feel supported by us? Now, look, I'm, I'm not saying we have to do everything for other people. And, and not get support ourselves. Of course, we have to fill up our own cup. And that's where self-care comes into play. But we can fill up our own cup and then show up as leaders with our presence in the workplace. It's not about the challenges that we're facing at our jobs. There are always challenges. Right. Maybe, maybe, you know, you got so used to working from home that, that you don't want to go into the office and now the, the boss is making you go into the office. Look, we were doing it before. I mean, I, again, I believe we can be very effective working from home. I've been working from home <laughs> since the pandemic and I worked from home a long time ago, back in the 2000 time frame. I had a business I was working from home. I'd been actually working from home, you know, a good part of my entrepreneurial life. It's an opportunity. See, here's the thing, and this goes back to being responsible to ourselves of Are we focusing on solutions or are we focusing on the problem at hand? Are we focusing on what we can do to change things, to be better, to do better? Or are we focusing on how this manager sucks and this person's doing this and, oh, this is unfair and all that kinds of stuff? There's always an opportunity to contribute. 
and we can contribute in many different ways. First and foremost, we always contribute with our energy, with our presence, with how we show up. And so my question to you, to my loyal listeners, to my audience, how are you showing up at your job, in your business, at your workplace? Are you taking responsibility for the energy you bring to to the work that you do? And, you know, here's the funny thing. Here's the ironic thing. When we bring more uplifting energy to the situation, when we bring more uplifting energy to a situation that maybe seems dark or maybe most people are, you know, don't like being there. But if we're the one bright light, it lifts everyone up. And when we lift others up, we are lifted up in the process. Look, if you don't want to do it for the other people in the office because you don't like anyone else, fine. Do it for yourself. Do it for your own spirit, for your own energy, for your own sense of, of health and desire and, and for the, your own habits. <clears throat> Maybe one day you're going to leave that place and go to another place that's, that's an amazing job. And if you're in the habit of always uplifting others, when you go to the even better place, how much better are you going to be? <coughs> Excuse me. Look, we can all be leaders in the workplace. It is up to us. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, listen, we're going to take a quick break. And hopefully by the time we come back, my guest will be with us. I, I knew they weren't going to be here for the until the half mark, but I'm really looking forward to bringing her on. I'm very thrilled, and I hope you will be too. And we will continue this conversation around leadership in the workplace. And of course, if you're listening live, if you're on the YouTube live or the Facebook live, let me know. What do you think about leadership in the workplace? Are How do you feel? Are you a leader in your workplace? Not in terms of position or responsibility, but in terms of how you show up. Let me know. Tell me your stories. And we'll- the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We'll include them in the show, so... Thank you all for tuning in. You are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And we will be right back with my guest, hopefully, in just a moment. 
passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. And now, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show author, speaker, psychologist, and executive coach, Dr. Mira Brancu. Dr. Brancu helps executives and their teams lead well today and better navigate tomorrow with specialties in team development and inclusive leadership. Dr. Mira brings over 20 years of experience in healthcare and academia, including an award-winning leadership career at the U.S. Department affairs and a faculty appointment at Duke University. Dr. Mira is a contributor for psychology today and Thrive Global and is the author of Millennial's Guide to Workplace Politics, which you can see there on the screen right behind her. And also, of course, she is a, a, a fellow host of the show, our, our newest show on the network, The Hard Skills, yes, um, which airs every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you catch our show tomorrow at 1 p.m. Dr. Mira, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, it's a, my pleasure. And thank you for taking the opportunity to come. So we're talking about leadership in the workplace. And in the last segment, I really sort of pontificated on how we are all leaders in the workplace by just how we show up, by the energy that we bring to any situation, that it's not about our job title or how much responsibility we have. It's about who we are as a person and how we show up. But I'm curious, you work with a lot of leaders in the world today in, in, in environments what are the biggest challenges you would say to people who are trying to be leaders and maybe they're struggling in some way? Yeah. And I will say that um, I especially work in industries that I feel like have been the most disrupted. And so um, education, higher ed, um, um, you know, academic and healthcare industries um, and then, you know, also some, some tech industries too, Com mm -hmm. just massive disruptions to, um, how they normally work. Yeah. Um, people from a leadership perspective, understanding the fact that people want to work in a remote or hybrid environment more and more. But how do you do that in healthcare? Not all healthcare yeah. providers can do that, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Um, and then that causes disparities between who can and who can't. Um, same thing in, you know, academic environments. And then there's just like a lot of um, constant reorganizations, um, constant changes in how 
the organization is trying to work together um, at changing departments, changing who's under what department and what, under what group. Um, and um, just sort of like the um, legislation and policies that are impacting how healthcare works and um, how it's delivered and how it's funded. Same thing for education, you know, higher ed. Um, all of these are adding so much complexity that I have a lot of leaders just wondering, like, not just um, how do I navigate, but do I want to navigate this? Uh, Am I ready? Am I willing? Is it going to be too exhausting? Is it going to suck up everything I have? Mm. Um, and that's kind of what they're facing now as well. I see. I see. Yeah, so it, it, and he, so it's sort of organizational changes. It's technological changes. I mean, technology now is developing at such a rapid pace. It's affecting almost every aspect of society is changing. And, and now with artificial intelligence and all the money being invested in that, and, and who knows what the world is even going to look like a year from now or two years from now. I mean, back I mean, when when I was much younger, maybe let's say when I was graduated college, like you could make a five year plan and you could be, you know, fairly accurate. Yeah. But today you can't even make a six month plan, can you? No, not only that, um, I still have some leaders saying like, OK, I want to get started on the right track and I want your help with a 90 day plan. Like this is the thing from like 1990 MBA books, you know, the 90 day plan, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't work anymore. How can you possibly um, assess the level of complexity and what people need and then devise a vision um, that carries you through within the first 90 days? Yeah. Um, you know, it it's um, it's assuming a static um, controlled stable environment <laughs> um, right. when that's not what we're working with anymore. Right. Cause it's a dynamic environment, right? Yeah. There are so many factors that are coming into play sociologically, technologically, um, and, and, you know, even generationally that are coming into play that that's sort of changing how we do things. We need to be, I guess, I mean, it's beyond flexible. It's really, I, uh, from my perspective, it's really just being present to the present moment of of what is happening right here, right now, and how can we best deal with what's going on in the moment? Yes. And um, the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about related to this is um, we still have this vision of a leader is supposed to not just come in with a 90 day plan or a five year plan um, and a vision of change, um, but that it needs to be number one, focused on change and number two, focused on decisiveness and action and immediacy. And um, whereas when you have this much chaos and upheaval, um, sometimes the best balance to that is a leader who can offer stability, a leader who can offer um, calm in the chaos, who can offer, um, you know, um, connection in a sea of disconnection. Yeah. And um, instead of uh, let's add to the chaos, let's <laughs> add to the change. Oh, that leader added change. I'm going to add change because I'm a leader too. And I'm, you know, and um and there, but there is no balance against that. And so um, there's all of these people who don't see themselves as leaders, um, who actually are exactly what we need right now, because they're the ones who can offer that kind of um, stability. So, I mean, when someone comes to you and they're like, oh my God, things are changing so quickly. I feel like I'm fighting fires all day long that all I'm doing is like having to, to, to solve problems and I don't have any time to really uh, focus on, on, on the vision or on uh, taking care of people. What do you tell them? How do you, how do you um, advise them and how to deal with such a chaotic situation? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is reassuring them that every leader feels the same way, you know, <laughs> um, that, that is the, 
um, the crux of the challenge for every leader. And no leader feels good um, in that situation where they feel like they're constantly just putting out fire after fire and chasing, you know, um, you know, the, the thing down to tamp it down, you know, um, that's exhausting. And that's not why they entered leadership in the first place, um, a leadership role. They entered a leadership role because they wanted to make a change. They wanted to make an impact. Um, that means you need time to be strategic and thoughtful and intentional and planful. And so, um, what I offer, um, like a lot of coaches do, is time for reflection, time to slow down in order to speed up, right? right. Um, time to prioritize what is most important and what seems like important, but really you can let that go and you don't have to hold on to all of the things. You don't have to chase all of the fires down. You don't have to do it all alone. Um, I help them build um, the kind of team around them that helps support each other. So I'm very big on um, let's let go of this like one hero, one leader model um, that has all of the answers and does all the things by themselves. And let's embrace the fact that um, leadership teams, each person with their own role um, can help, um, you know, sort of each of them leaning into their very best strengths and each of them leaning on each other. Um, that kind of support is really important for leaders. So we talk through all of the sort of systems that you put in place and how you can slow down and how you can prioritize and manage your time so that um, you can finally feel um, a little bit more strategic, more agentic um, over over what you, you know, you're focused on. It, it, so it, it kind of what you're saying reminds me of like years ago when I read Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he had that chart of like urgent versus important. Yes. Yes. Right. And and there's so much stuff that's urgent, but it's not necessarily important. And there's stuff that's not urgent, but is important, but because it's not urgent, it doesn't get done. And so it sounds like you're saying it's like finding the balance of reminding ourselves that just because it's not urgent, but it is important, we want to be mindful of that. And just because something is urgent, if it's not important, but it's urgent to find ways of minimizing that, so you do have time to focus on the important stuff. And then the other thing I'm hearing you say is sort of this flattening of the organization where it, it, it's not so hierarchical anymore, but it's more, I guess they call it like matrix in a way where where people are more peers and, and it's not this hierarchical type of mindset. I mean, regardless of the org chart of the company, it's more the mindset of the people involved. Um, yes. And... I do think matrix organizations, um, which is mostly, you know, in healthcare and academic environments actually add more complexity. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, there's a way to give people more agency in those informal, mm -hmm. you know, leadership roles. And there's a way to leverage a team, um, to mm -hmm. function effectively as long as they're functioning as a real team and not a pseudo team. Uh, uh, okay. Let's talk about what the difference is between a real team and a pseudo team when we come back from this break. And let's talk about what can somebody do to be a leader who's not in a leadership position in their environment? All right. Like, Absolutely. how do we empower people who don't feel like they're leaders, but in actuality, they are? Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. I got it down. We'll do All it. All right. Great. <laughs> so everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening to Humanity. My guest is Dr. Mira Branku, and we will be right back in just a moment. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Dr. Mira, so last segment, you talked about the difference between being on a real team and a pseudo team. What's a pseudo team? Yes. And before I start, it looks like we have somebody, Patty um, Brand, who found us listening oh, yes. to us in Washington. Hi, Patty. Yes. Um, Patty is my, my, my gold star loyal listener awesome. who in every week. I'm so grateful for Patty. Awesome. Um, yeah. So pseudo team versus real team. There's a lot of people that um, are working together, um, thinking they're a team, but they're not really a real team. And there's four criteria for a real team. One is that they have a shared goal or mission, and they all agree on that shared goal or mission, as opposed to um, a pseudo team where there's as many goals as there are members of the team. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Everyone has Um, a different goal. I got it. Everyone has a different goal. Um, the second is interdependency. Um, can they do their work alone or is it required for them to lean on each other to coordinate in order for the work to get done better, faster, more effectively and efficiently? If they're interdependent, it's a real team. If they can get the work done by themselves in silos and never talk to each other, um, then it's not really a real team. Um, and most um Higher level strategic goals, plans, tasks require interdependency. You can't get it done individually, separately um, from each other. The third is, um, do you know who's on the team and who's not on the team? Or is it like different people come and show up at different meetings and you don't know whose role is what and you have a lot of like sort of confusion about role clarity and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the final one is, um, reflexivity. Do they spend time reflecting on how they work together, how mm-hmm. they communicate, how they approach their work, um, how they make decisions. So not just reflecting on the content of their work, but also the process of how they work, mm-hmm. um, improving their, their communication effectiveness, their conflict resolution effectiveness, their decision-making processes, so that they're more and more effective over time. That makes up a real team instead of a pseudo team. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so it's kind of like, is it really people working together for a common goal and and and, and truly together, or is it just a bunch of individuals doing individual things, but, being, but calling it a team? That's right. So, so let me ask you, if you're an individual, and you're not a manager, you're not a supervisor, nobody reports to you, um, but you're in this environment, how can you show up and be a leader in your own right, even though you don't necessarily have the title? Yeah. Um, and I we call that an, an informal leadership um, mm. role, right? Instead okay, of a yeah. formal uh, positional leadership role that has authority over something or people. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually think this is probably a very powerful um, 
role to have in an organization. Because once you're in a formal leadership role with positional authority, your hands are actually more tied than you realize. You have to follow certain policies. You have to um, say the party line. Um, you have to sort of agree with things you don't actually agree with. Um, it gets more complicated, more political. Um, so as an informal leader, you don't actually have to do all of that. And um, instead, you can um, you can influence through lots of ways. For example, um, there's something called structural holes within an organization. If you think of an organizational chart and you mm-hmm. see all of these positions and you see all of these departments. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are holes um, or lack of connection between one department and another department, for example. Mm -hmm. This department is doing this thing. This department is doing their thing. They never talk to each other, right? Mm -hmm. And yet they can really help each other. The person who can fill in the structural hole by becoming a liaison, the linchpin between the two. Hey, you know, um, the tech department is working on this and they figured out a new way to do X, Y, and Z. Or, um, hey, the education and research department is um, learning that our customers need more of this. Um, Can we get together and create a plan that um, brings these two, you know, resources together? Um, That can be incredibly powerful uh, because now you've increased everybody's knowledge. You have more knowledge than um, the other two separately do. And you have... um, a wider perspective of what's happening across the organization. That's one Mm -hmm. way um, to make a huge impact without needing any formal leadership role to do that. Um, You know, the other is, um, are you the kind of person that helps people resolve conflicts? You know, um, are you the, the, um, person who, um, makes it easy, easier for people to come together and talk? Um, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of those roles where my actual job was one thing like, you know, um, managing the research, mm-hmm. but my act, my like unspoken role was bringing all of these researchers together to talk about, um, you know, common procedures that they could, um, implement and create so that they could function better together. And the mm-hmm. influence that I had created a, a much more positive working environment for all and more effective and, um, more supportive for everyone instead of like these sort of ongoing tensions because people didn't know how to to um, talk with each other or implement something. So all of these ways can um, um, help you be seen as someone who can um, move things forward, be more effective, have an impact on the organization. So uh, I'm curious over the years that you've been doing this work, how have you seen leadership change and, and what do you feel is really essential for, for someone to be an effective and successful leader moving forward? Like, like, where do you see the future of leadership going? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that we've moved so much farther away from the command and control type of leader, mm. um, the leader who knows all, the leader who um, directs you know, and everybody steps up and says, yes, sir, you know, yeah. uh, yes, ma'am. Um, and um, now the kind of leader that is needed is somebody who can navigate um, complexity, navigate constant upheaval, mm-hmm. um, who can um, have enough emotional intelligence to understand when what to do when people are upset. Um, mm-hmm. People are no longer... Um, just agreeing with um, supporting what the organization is doing. They're challenging, they're questioning, they're expecting much more of their leaders and a leader who can step into that and say, I can be receptive to feedback. Um, I can then take that and adjust how we work. Um, I can um, help create a healthy work environment where people are happy to come and work. Um, I'm willing to engage in the idea that maybe not everyone has to be in the office at all times, Um, you know, or that I'm not going to judge, you know, how or where people work 
um, like the amount of clocking in and clocking out, but re- really like their, you know, their output. All of these things are required of leaders these days, that adaptability, the flexibility, the emotional intelligence, the sort of team mindset, and um, the focus on um, how to create a healthy, inclusive environment is really where it's at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, very different than it was five, 10 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, even knowing that people are not going to stay in their jobs for 30 years any longer. Right. You know, people move around like crazy. So you really need to be thinking about how do I um, retain our talent? How do I get people, you know, staying engaged and enjoying their work? Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's a question that I don't think was asked 30 years ago or cared yeah. about. Yeah, exactly. Well, she don't like it here, go. <laughs> Not anymore. So right. uh, we just got a minute left. Uh, why don't you let our audience know, what are you going to be talking about on your show tomorrow? Ooh, yes. On the Hard Skills yes. show tomorrow at Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be um, talking with Jesse Janelle. And um, she's going to talk about self-trust um, within um, leading within uncertainty. So this, the entire season is focused on leading with uncertainty or through uncertainty, which is what we, you and I have been chatting about a little bit. Yep. Um, but this particular show is focused on how do you identify self-trust, trust in yourself, and how to use that to lead through uncertainty. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Mira, thank you so much for coming on my show today and, and for contributing. I truly appreciate it. Um, just let people know if they want to learn more about you, if they want to find something about you, what's your website? Where can they have? Yeah. They they, so my website is www.gotowerscope.com. And you can also find me online um, on you know social media. Uh, LinkedIn is where I live most of the time. So at Mira Bronku. All right. Wonderful, Dr. Mira. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I look forward to your show tomorrow. Make sure you tune in Fridays at 1 p.m. for the hard skills. It's going to be a great show. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, especially Patty, because Patty is always there <laughs> for tuning in today. If, if you missed any part of today's show, know that you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc. And we're up on all the major uh, podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, where everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. And thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. (laughs) 
In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.